Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Amen. Okay, I want to rush a little bit very quickly because we're going to go into prayers. But it's important that we take what we have to receive at this moment. And this is going to be part four of our study on the new creation. And uh, it will be such a tremendous blessing to a lot of people as they keep on receiving this message. So I want you to pay close attention to what I'm about to say and see what God will have you pick out of it as a minister to your spirit. Hallelujah. Now, our major text is Psalm 102, verse 16 to 18. That's the major text. And the word said, When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. Psalm 102, verse 16. And then verse 17 says, They will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. Can I hear an amen? And now that's exactly what you've just done. When he wants to build up Zion, what did he say he's going to do? He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. So you've been able to come at this moment to offer unto God. You've been able to come to say, God, this is what I want. You cannot offer unto God prayers. The Bible says they will not despise your prayers. Hallelujah. So you have the assurance you're definitely going to answer. Now verse 18 says, This shall be written for the generation to come. And the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. And then I made us to understand in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 16. The Bible says, Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have no Christ after the flesh, yet for know we him no man after the flesh. Now verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Hallelujah. So remember what he said, the people that shall be created shall praise the Lord. And he is saying that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And that's what we're looking at. And then you go again to Romans chapter 8 verse number 9. I want to show you something. Romans 8 verse number 9. It says, but ye are not in the flesh. Now, St. Corinthians said if any man be in Christ, you have to be inside of Christ to be a new creature. And then Romans 8 is trying to define this for us in a very simple way. Romans 8 verse number 9. But you are not in the flesh, but where? In the spirit. So first of all, you must understand your location. You must understand who you are. You must understand where you are existing in right now. You are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit. Romans 8 verse number 9. Hallelujah. And he said, but in the spirit. Now, if so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you, get the definition. If the Spirit of God dwells in you, you are in the Spirit. Watch it. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, it's none of his. But I want you to follow the sequence. If any man be in Christ, a new creature. And here the Bible is telling us, you are not in the flesh, but where? In the Spirit. You have to understand your position. You have to understand your location. You have to understand where you're dwelling in right now. Where did the Bible say you are? In the spirit. So, your warfare comes from the spirit. 
You have power because you are in the spirit. You can rule because you are in the spirit. Glory to God. Okay. Then he said, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. It simply means you are in the spirit because the spirit of God dwells in you. And that's your location. That means you are a new creature. I want you to get that. Hallelujah. Amen. So the new creature are those who are being created anew into Christ and in Christ. Those are the new creatures. I told us that the other time. Now, 1 Peter 2 verse 9 explains further to us those who have been created. I'm trying to make you see the benefit that the Israelites had that you of this moment also have the same benefit because you have been created anew into the covenant that God has determined to make. 1 Peter 2 verse 9. But you are a chosen generation. Can I hear an amen? A royal priesthood and a holy nation, a peculiar people that you show forth the presence of him who had called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. And this is what happened when God called Israel out of Egypt. He made them a new creature. He made them a new family. He made them a priesthood family. He made them priests and kings when he brought them out of Egypt. He find all of that in a, I mean, um, the book of Exodus 19, 15 and 16, you can see all of that. But here is what is important for us again, which we're dealing with. You go to Romans chapter 9, verse 3. Romans 9, verse 3. For I could wait on myself, we are caused from Christ to my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. And then verse 4 says, Who are Israelites? To whom pertaineth the adoption? We've dealt with that. And the glory we've dealt with that. And the covenants. This is what I want to handle now. Hallelujah. Israel had a covenant. And so he was saying they had a special privilege that other people never had. They had such a privilege amongst men as a nation. That all of these things belong to Israel. Where were those things then? They had the adoption, they had the glory, they had the covenant, they had the law and the service of God and the promises. All of these things were given to Israel, which were not given to anybody else. But the Bible is making us understand that when it talks about creating a people anew, you are not going to partake in this frequency that God had with Israel. Hallelujah. So if Israel had some unique defense at that time, you also have the same even now. Everything that Israel experienced as a new creature, you will not have in it. Can I hear an amen? So it talks about a covenant, and this is what I want to deal with very briefly that we're going to prayers. Glory to God. The covenant. The covenant made with Abraham, both that which relates to the spiritual seed and that which was peculiar to his natural descendants, which were covenant were after repeated by Moses. Moses had to repeat all his covenants. He made a lot of covenants with, primarily he made a covenant with Abraham, and then later on the Mount of Horeb, he began to give them laws which they follow. They were all the covenant. You got a covenant of Moses, if you will. So, in Deuteronomy 29, verse 1, he says, These are the words of the covenant which the Lord commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel in the land of Moab, beside the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. So this is like a repeat of this covenant. But God said, you make this covenant with these people. They are my people. I have to go into covenant with them. 
One of the reasons why Israel had to succeed the way they succeeded was because they were covenant people with God. Hallelujah. Amen. Then Deuteronomy 4 verse 13. Deuteronomy 4 verse 13. The Bible says, And he declared unto you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, even ten commandments, and he wrote them upon two tablets of stone. And verse 14 says, And the Lord commanded me at that time, Moses speaking, to teach you statutes and judgment, that you may do them in land, without you go over to possess it. Praise the Lord. Alright, so, Moses was repeating this covenant unto them. Now, if you look precisely at Romans chapter 9, verse 3, quick read. Apostle Paul was alluding to this great covenant made with Abraham. And to the various renewals and extension and expression at different times. Every time God was, I mean, children of Israel were moving, Isaac, Jacob, God was constantly reminding them of the covenant he has made with them. Hallelujah. Amen? All right. And he was telling them that this covenant they are going to have fulfillment when they come to the promised land, which is Canaan. You've got to understand that. What I'm trying to make you understand is this. Every covenant that God entered with Israel, you are not partaking of that. It has nothing to do with the covenant of Moses. But I want to make you see how it relates to you, how you become the new people that God is creating. So when you're talking about new creation, you're talking about you as the people that God has raised in that which is called the New Testament. Hallelujah. Now look at it. Genesis 12 verse number 1. Genesis 12 verse number 1. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Verse 2. And I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee. And make thy name great. Can I hear an amen? And thou shalt be what? A blessing. I will make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. Now, you must believe God to the point where you also become an expression of this which God spoke to Abraham. That your life will become a blessing to people. I'm saying it. That no matter what you are facing now. God is going to raise you. That you will be a blessing to other people. Hallelujah. I will make of thee a great nation. The Jewish people. And I will make thy name great. This means the change of his name from Abraham. Which means a high father to Abraham, the father of multitude. And I said it sometime here. Anytime God picks you up, He doesn't only give you a name, He changes your name. And I made you to understand, for instance, Abraham to Abraham, Sarah to Sarah, Saul to Paul, Jacob to Israel. It's about time God changed your name too. Is that okay? That means all things truly must pass away. You may not necessarily have your name changed from Paul to something else right now. But there is an identity you carry 
that produces. Praise the living God. All right. Look at verse 3. I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. In thee, that is in who? In Abraham, in your posterity, in the man that I'm going to bring out of your loins. And it's not talking about Isaac, he's talking about Jesus. Hallelujah. The whole world is not blessed in Isaac. Do you agree with me? Glory to God. <laughs> in thy posterity, in that seed of yours, shall the whole nation of the earth be blessed. That is the Messiah, which shall spring forth from the very family of Abraham, and then the earth will be blessed by him. Because he's going to take the nature of man, hallelujah, which is the nature of the seed of Abraham. He shall take death for every man. His gospel shall be preached throughout the world. And innumerable blessings be derived on all mankind through his death and intercession. He's talking about Jesus Christ. I'm trying to give you the meaning of what he said there in verse number 3. In thy seed, through thy posterity, that seed is going to come out of your loins. The whole nations of the earth are going to be blessed. And this was fulfilled when Christ went to the cross. I mean, he died, was buried, resurrected, and the nations of the earth begin to receive blessing. By implication, when you begin to receive the covenant that God made with Abraham through his seed, which is Jesus Christ, you have no option. I want to say it. You have no option down to be blessed. You have no option but to be blessed. Hallelujah. Look at Hebrews 2 verse 14. Hebrews 2 verse 14. For as much then are the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also, help me Lord, thank you. He also likewise himself took part of the same that through death he might destroy him behind the power of death and that is the devil. Hallelujah. And verse 15 says, And deliver them who through fear of death we are in all their lifetimes subject to what bondage. I want you to capture the two things. The devil is destroyed when Jesus went to the cross. You have to understand that. The devil has no power. But he's just living in deception. He likes to deceive people. The strongest weapon of the devil today is to deceive you. Not to even believe what God has made available to you. He partook of death so that he would deliver you from death. And I say this, you will not die an untimely death. Hallelujah. I say this to you, that the spirit of death will not visit your gates. I want you to receive it. Verse 16 says, For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him what? The seed of Abraham. The seed of Abraham. He became man for your sake. That for the covenant to be fulfilled, he became man. Hallelujah. 
Listen. Let's go back a bit. I want you to, I want you to see this. Verse 15. That he may deliver them. Thank you, Lord. He might deliver them who to the fear of death were in all their life and subject to what? Bondage. That means there are some people who are living in perpetual bondage of the fear of death. Every moment their life is shrinking. What is responsible? The thought of death is knocking on your mind all the time. But Jesus came to set you free from that. Now what he said here, it means there are people who live like that. There are people who are living like that. So the first thing that Jesus has to do, in fact, if you are going to talk about deliverance, the first thing that must be cast out of your life is what? The spirit of the fear of death. And the Bible says those who have that spirit, they are living under bondage. That there is no freedom. They are living as slaves. But Jesus came to set you free. Hallelujah. You know, my wife was sharing with me how, you know, Everywhere right now in Nigeria, everybody's talking about COVID-19. You know the COVID-19 deal, right? Okay, everybody's talking about that. And uh, they're giving us all the formulas, what you must not do, what you must do. So my question is, it simply means too that the husband and wife are not going to be sleeping together now. Because they say you can't touch anybody, you can't shake anybody, you can't go close to anybody. So husband and wife cannot even sleep too. I think so. Are you with me? Now what are we talking about? Where is Psalm 91 if we are truly believers? Come on, somebody. Where is Psalm 91? What does the Bible say about that? He said, with your eyes shall you see the evil. All of this manner of thing will come left and right. None shall come neither dwelling. Believe that. You're not shaking somebody on the road cannot set you free. Huh? Somebody said, Pastor, but you see, we need to work with wisdom. Well, if it has to be wisdom of man, we have to use the wisdom of God to conquer the wisdom of man. Are you sitting there with me? There is a fear that produces death. Jesus came to set you free from that. Every little thing going on triggers the fear of death in your heart. You begin to check yourself. Listen to me. If charisma, some of you begin to observe yourself as maybe a little lump is coming here, something is coming here, uh, my eyes becoming red, maybe this was coronavirus or what is corona, corona, whatever. May God help us. Where is some mighty one? That is our portion, that is our position, that is our state. You are in the spirit. Hallelujah. Don't let the fear of death bring you under perpetual bondage all the days of your life. <laughs> Glory to God. No, no, no. He took, go to next verse 16. He took the seed of Abraham. What do you think that's talking about? Now, go to Galatians 3 verse 16. You need to see what Jesus came to do. You need to, now, are you telling me if Jesus was on the earth today, he will have been afraid of this news. Don't talk to me. That tells you we are not where we are supposed to be if we can still be afraid of stuff like that. That means we are not where we are supposed to be. Because why? He is the firstborn among many brethren. 
Praise God. And I got some interesting news about this thing yesterday. I was sharing with my wife. A baby was born in the same China. Newborn baby. The mother is already infected. The baby came out. They quarantined the mother together with the baby. They observed the baby for about three days and found out she was completely healed of that coronavirus without treatment. Without treatment. Some of you are miracle people. Are you sitting there with me? That way it's happening, you can walk through and it cannot affect you. There is an immune system that God is giving to some of you. You have to believe that. Are you with me? For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Oh man. For as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but your staff and your all, they comfort me. I shall fear no evil. Fear is a big problem. Are you listening to me? Galatians 3 16. Now to Abraham and his seed, where the promise is made. He said, Not unto seeds, as of many, but as of one. And to the seed, which is Christ. Did you get that? So he said, In thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. He was talking about who? Jesus Christ. That's what makes you a new creature. Hallelujah. And this I say, that a covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot decide all that it should not be made, I mean, made a promise of non-effect. Follow what he's saying here. He's saying, God made this promise of sending Christ to Abraham 430 years before the Lord of Moses. So the Lord that came for it and kept yet cannot put aside the one that had already been made. Now you are not plugged into the Lord of Moses, you are plugged into the Lord of Abraham, into the seed of Abraham, into the covenant of Abraham. You must find your roots. Are you with me? Verse 7 says, Know ye therefore. That they which are of faith, the same are what? The children of Abraham. Galatians 3. Know ye therefore, verse number 7. Are you there with me? Know ye therefore, understand this man, that they which are of faith, the same are what? The children of Abraham. Praise the living God. Verse 8 now says, And the scripture foreseeing that God will justify the heaven through faith, preach the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all the nation be what? Be blessed. So that was the gospel that was God preached to Abraham. What is gospel? Good news. Did you get that? So then, verse number 9, They could be of faith are blessed. 
with faithful Abraham. Oh, I like this. They will be of faith. So I told you last week, the only thing you need to purchase anything in God's market is faith. Did you get that? You can get whatever thing you want. The petition you've written now, you can get them delivered to your doorstep through faith. <laughs> Are you following me? So that there will be your faith. Are blessed with who? Abraham. I need some miracle people on the face of the earth. Did you hear what I said? I want to see some miracle people on the face of the earth. People whose life are miracle manifested and displayed through faith. Hallelujah. A bishop came to me on Tuesday. And he was talking with me. And he asked me a question. The last time I came, this place was not like this. This land was not like this. You mean you people feel it up to this level? I said, yes. He said, so you mean this land belongs to you? As it belongs to us, the church. Not just me. And he said, but I remember what you used to do. I couldn't even remember. Because we've seen for almost some good years now. He said, but I remember you used to make confession even when I came to your office. I said, that is faith. I used to confess. I told you here before. Every day when I go to my office, I look at the land and say, I'm going to possess you. I'm going to possess you. And the Lord spoke to me and said, do you really want the land? I said, I want the land. Go and meet the community people. Pay for it. And the land is yours. I'm going to possess you. You've got to live by faith. That is the only currency that works in the spirit. As a child of God. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Glory to God. <laughs> now all of you who are expecting, just know that you are bringing forth. There is no problem at all. You are bringing forth. I say you are bringing forth. But there is no enchantment against Jacob, no divination against Israel. No enchantment. Even if you are sick right now, there is no enchantment against Jacob. There is no divination against Israel. You are healed. Jesus partook. And the Bible is telling us, everyone that is of faith is of Abraham's seed. Hallelujah. Go with me to Isaiah 51. Look at verse number 1. Isaiah 51, verse number 1. Hearken to me, ye that follow. The key word is what? Follow. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness. Ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence you are hewn, unto the hole of the pit whence you are digged. So, where is the rock and where is the pit? Go ahead, 
Verse number two. Look unto Abraham, your father. No. Verse one. You talk about a rock. Who is the rock in the Bible? Jesus Christ. Now you're surprised you are called lively stones? <laughs> because stones come from rock. Now the rock has life. Now you are cut out of the rock. So you are a stone. Therefore you are a lively stone. Because the rock has life, you have life within you. Did you get that? That is why the children of Israel in Egypt, when Pharaoh said, kill all the firstborn son, I mean, all the male child. Babylon doesn't understand the Hebrew women made a confession. He said, these Hebrew women, I mean the nurses there, these Hebrew women, they have a peculiarity in their life. He said, they have life within them. He said, they are lively. Before we come to assist them, they are delivered. Because they have life within them. Why? Because they were covenant people. So, the covenant God made through Christ brings life to you. So you have life within your body. Hallelujah. That's one statement Jesus made that I don't forget and it's always ringing in my head. He said, God has given me this life, no man can take it from me. I have power to lay it down and to take it again. Oh my God. So if Christ be the firstborn among many brethren, if you have power to lay down his love and take it again, you have power over your life, you can control your life, because you have life within you. You have life within you. Glory to God. Now verse number two. Look unto Abraham your father. I like that. Father means source. So your source is Abraham. What I mean is, he fathered you as somebody in faith. Look unto Abraham, your father unto Sarah, that bear you, for I call him alone, I like this, and I bless him alone, and I increase him alone. Glory to God. I call him alone, and I bless him alone. Listen, that simply means you got to understand your calling. You got to understand your position. You got to understand who you are. What doesn't work for other people is no reason why it cannot work for you. Are you listening to me? The call of God upon your life brings you to the place where you can lay hold of that which belongs to you. If others are failing, it doesn't mean you have to fail. If others are not succeeding, that is no sin. You are not succeed. You got to succeed because God said, I call you alone and I bless him alone. I call Abraham alone and I bless him alone. Praise the living God. You listen to what I'm saying. Amen. Now look at Genesis 24 verse number 1. And then you go to verse 35. I like this. Why, why must we live in penury? I understand that prosperity is not just a matter of what you have. I know that. But, let's look at the love of Abraham. What did he say? And Abraham was old. And was striking in age. Say, that is my portion as well. Is that Okay. I repeat, you are not going to die as an infant. 
You are not going to die when you have not fulfilled your age. You won't die when you have not fulfilled your age. <laughs> That's part of the blessing. And Abraham was old and was striking the age. And the Lord has blessed Abraham in all things. In how many things? That's the point. But he said, look unto Abraham. That means you are supposed to be blessed in all things. I don't care how anybody is afraid of that. All things, spiritually, materially. Hallelujah. And look at the next thing. Verse number 3. No, go to verse 35, brother. Let's go to verse 35. Praise the Lord. Is anybody following me? I want you to catch what I'm saying. I want to repeat that. You are not going to die when you have not fulfilled your days on this earth. Death will reject you. <laughs> you see, one of the reasons why you have not come to this understanding is you have not heard God talk to you about your life. Can you remember Simeon in the Bible? The Bible says that the man was aged. He could not die because God told him he was going to see the salvation of Israel. And it was only when Jesus was born, he now told God, Oh God, now allow me to go because I've seen the salvation of Israel. That means if Jesus was still to have not been born till now, Simeon would have been alive. Can you understand that? That means, oh now, it means you don't plot your life by age. You plot your life by what he has told you, what he has spoken to you, what he has promised you. Is anybody following this? The graph of your life is directly connected to what he has told you. He tells Simeon, you are not going to die until you see the salvation of Israel. And the man was aged, and the man was in the temple. So every day was saying, God, just allow me go. He was begging God to go. Some of you are begging God to leave. There were people that were begging God to go. <laughs> Why don't you come to that level? He was asking God, when will I die? God said, you are not dying until you see the salvation of Israel. That's the only thing. The day you see that, you can think of dying. But as long as that has not happened, you are not dying. I wish God can make some covenant with you. I wish God can give you some promises. I wish you can hear God make some tangible promises to you so that you don't plot the life that you're living by what is going on. You plot your life. The graph of your life directly connected to the promises of God upon your life. You are not dying young. I say you are not dying young. There is something I will be reminding you. Pastor said you are not dying young. So no matter if death is at the door, you find that you will be able to die. Because he said you are not dying young. That thing will follow you. All the days of your life. Is that okay? See, don't accept all voices that come to you. I gave you a picture here some time ago. When I had a voice in the night. Through my window, the window was open, rain was falling, so I felt, well, I got to open the window in the village. And the voice came to me and said, tell your wife to take care of the children because you are dying this night. Clear voice. And I responded, I said, it's not possible because Jesus died in my place. After about five minutes, the voice came back again and said, we are not joking. 
That means they were not one person. You are dying this night. Tell her to take care of the children. And I repeated again, I said, I am not dying because Jesus died in my place. And I'm alive to you now. If I responded and accepted that language, I should let me go on before now. You can't accept a kind of voices coming to you. That's why you can't accept all kind of thoughts coming to you. That's why I'm put on the shield of faith. To ward off all kind of negative voices and thoughts that are coming to your heart. Praise the Lord. Verse 35. And the Lord has blessed my master. Listen, here's the talking. When he wants to pick a wife for Isaac, he went to the father-in-law of Isaac and did the confession the young man made, or the old man, because then he was old. And the Lord has blessed my master greatly. <laughs> and he's become great. Listen, he has blessed him greatly and become great. That's, that's a progression. That's a continuous progression. That's what he said in Isaiah 51. Can you get that? I bless him alone, and I increase him alone, and multiply. There's a continuous progression. You are not supposed to start and stagnate. Why? Because you have seed of Abraham. When your business is shaken, you made the confession. I am a seed of Abraham. If God bless him alone, God increase him alone, God multiply him alone, I can't stagnate. I have the same faith of my father Abraham. And he said, and the Lord has blessed my master greatly, and he's become great, and he has given him flocks, and herds, and silver, and gold, and men servant, and maid servant, and camel, and asses. In fact, the guy got lost count. The servant lost count. Because it's like you have never seen this kind of a thing happen in a man's life. So what do you think was working in the life of Abraham? The covenant. Are you still there with me? Come on, are you following me? I call him alone. That is, when he was one single person, I called him and made him a multitude. So the power of God was revealed by multiplying Abraham's seed upon the face of the earth. Even so with you, God has determined to multiply and increase your seed because you are connected to Abraham. Hallelujah. That's what the scripture is telling us. And I want you to understand this. That's why you are a new creature. New creature is not just, oh, because you go to church. No. There are some things that follow you because you are a new creature. And that is to say, you can never, I refuse it, even if you were. You can't stagnate anymore in your life in the name of Jesus. I call him alone. When he was single, so the power of God was revealed in such a dimension that even Eliezer lost count. You say, you see, you people, you better listen. God bless my master Abraham greatly, and he has become great, and he has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and men servant and maid servant and camels and asses. Oh. Whatever thing you want to add, you can add to it. Because there was nothing Abraham never had. The Bible tells us Abraham had all things. The Lord blessed him in all things. When he talked about children, yes, you are a child of Abraham right now. But he called him when he was alone. Now he multiplied him. So shall he be with you in the name of Jesus. God is bringing increase to your life. 
is bringing multiplication to your life. That tells you that as a new creature, you are not allowed to stagnate at all. By faith, as a seed of Abraham, you are made to make progress in life. In the name of Jesus. And so I release the power to make progress. I release the power to move forward. I release the power to increase. I release the power to multiply. In the name of Jesus. The very same thing God told Adam in the beginning. Let's make man in our image. And let them have dominion. And God made man in his image and likeness. And he gave them dominion. Remember the key point is, let them multiply. Hallelujah. Go ye and do what? Multiply. Multiplication is not just going to be limited to one thing. I am saying this day, every area God has blessed you with, the power of multiplication will come into it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. Is anybody following this? Get the point right. You are a new creature. In Christ, you are a new creature. In Abraham, because of the promise, you are a new creature. It's not just being to church. It's not just going to church. It's not just carrying an identity of being a Christian or something. I used to say this before. Remember, people were the people, that, I mean, other people called the Christians or the believers Christians. God never called them Christians. How I many of you remember that? In Acts chapter 11. God always don't refer to people like that in the true sense of it because we have taken it to mean a religion. You see, that's why when we are filling forms, you say, religion. You feel Islam or Christianity. By implication, you are equating Christianity with a religion. It's not a religion. It's a life. It was a life experience, an expression of the believers that made the people say, hey, this people are acting like Christ. They are Christians. So they were miniature Christ. Hallelujah. That man could see, and that's how God intends you to live. That's how God, come on, you can talk to your body. If anything is not working right, it's going to work right. Right from this hour, you can minister to your body. You can speak to your system. I mean, I'm talking about, you see, sometimes I get mad when I begin to think about certain things. These things were not to be experienced by Christ. Why am I experiencing them? Is, does anything challenge you at all? Do you feel pains when you are living below the way Christ lived? Do you feel pains? Does it touch your spirit? You ought not to accept that. You should reject that because the firstborn among many brethren. Hallelujah. So if it's the firstborn, and the Bible says we are joined as with him. Praise the living God. And now we are the seed of Abraham. So I speak to every womb here. Just like it was with Sarah. No matter your age, you are going to bring forth. I speak to every womb that is hearing my voice. No matter your age, you are going to bring forth. As you happen to Sarah, it is going to happen to you. In the name of Jesus. I refuse to accept what men have coded. I want to stay with what God says. I want to stay with the scripture, the way God released them. I want to be truly a child of Abraham by faith. The only thing that makes you a child of Abraham is what? By faith. You start believing by faith. Living by faith. Knowing that God said it, you can believe it. Praise the living God. Are we still here? Stand up. I just want you to pray in a very few moments. I want you to talk to God in a few moments. In a few moments, I just want you to talk to the Father. 
I wanted to talk to the Father. Not last, last, last first Sunday, my first, the first Sunday of, of February, I had a ministration here about twins. And God is going to release them. They have issues, but God is going to release them. I spoke to a brother and he told me, yeah, the twins are in the mother's side and was trying to tell me where they were. But now I'm getting administration again. Any twin in this house, any twin that is coming in this house, God is going to release them. Yeah. Hallelujah. Even if you have relations who are twins, what I'm saying now is going to visit them. We are reaching them in the spirit. We are setting them free. Whatever is your issue, we are releasing them in the name of Jesus. The twins must be free. 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 free. We declare that they are free now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.